0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله على فضله واحسانه امر بدعائه وذكره مع خوفه ورجائه واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له يقول الحق وهو يهدي السبيل واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله البشير النذير والسراج المنير صلى الله تعالى عليه وعلى جميع النبيين وعلى آله واصحابه ومن سلك على نهجه الى يوم الدين ثم اما بعد فقال الله عز وجل في كلامه المجيد وفرقانه الحميد بعض اود بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون وقال النبي صلى الله عليه واله وسلم ما رواه امام مسلم في صحيح من عملا عملا ليس عليه أمرنا فهو رد بارك الله لنا جميعا في القرآن العظيم ونفعنا جميعا بالآيات وذكر الحكيم إنه تعالى جواد كريم ملك بر الرؤوف الرحيم والحمد لله رب العالمين Mm -hmm. Dearest brothers and sisters, as we approach the 20th of November when the first games of the World Cup begin, the question we ask ourselves as responsible servants of Allah, what does the World Cup mean to me? For many, there's lots of excitement. Many people are looking forward to the first game that will be held by the host nation Qatar and Ecuador. That's the first game that's going to take place on the 20th of November. Lots of excitement. Many people are looking forward to that day. Many people have no concern. They're not bothered. It's irrelevant to them. It means nothing to them. And there are those who have mixed feelings. They may watch one game and they may not watch another game. And there are those who ask themselves, is there any benefit in watching these games? What are the benefits? What are the losses? What is the manfa'ah and what is the mafsada? And we rightfully ask those questions as we approach this particular period, the 20th of November, only a handful of days away, and majority of the people will be watching it. So it's appropriate that we give some guidelines. You're going to watch it. And if you're going to watch it, it's important that I give you some guidelines and you really reflect upon what is your priority. What is your priority? tartibul What should we be more focused on? I'm not standing here to say watching the World Cup is haram, nor am I going to encourage it. But inshallah, I want to, you to leave this room by really revisiting the thought whether it carries any benefit for you O servant of Allah. Simple as that. Is there any benefit in spending 90 minutes watching a game? That's the question that I asked you and inshallah we are going to try to analyse that, dissect that and see if we can come with some results ta'ala. So as we approach those days, many people they're already ready. They're constantly checking their phone. Many are already in the masjid, I can see, while I walk into Salah, busy checking their phone. So there's a lot of excitement. But as a servant of Allah who is responsible, and I use the term very carefully, responsible, why? Allah has given each one of us a responsibility. He's given us some bounties, and those bounties come with a responsibility. Allah has given us time, the most valuable asset that we have in our possession. My dearest brothers and sisters, if I was to point at each one of you and say, how fluently can you read the Quran? With tajweed and tarteed, I'm not going to do that because it's not appropriate. But if I was to do that individually and ask you, how well can you read the book of Allah? How many of us can confidently put our hands up? Not many of us can put our hands up confidently. Why? Because we wasted many of our years in play, in rejoicement, without purpose, and really using our time effectively and efficiently. Now, for you to really understand what is your priority, ask yourself the question, when is the last time you sat with the Quran for 90 minutes? Ask yourself that question. Whether you can read it fluently or not, that's another question. When is the last time you sat down, you're going to spend some time with the Quran, taking some lessons from it, looking at the translation, looking at the message that it carries. What is Allah telling me? What are the do's? What are the don'ts? What are the lawfuls? What are the unlawfuls? This is a message for me. Ibn Jarir al-Tabari says, inni a'jabu mimman qara al-Qur'an walam ya'lam ta'wilahu. He says, I'm shocked that the vast majority of people open the book of Allah, they don't know what they're reading. They only read it because every letter carries 10 reward. They know the hadith. Every letter you read, you get 10 rewards. Some of them are struggling to read, some of them they read, they don't understand. But not enough effort is being put into it just the way we put effort into worldly things. We are happily able to sit in front of the screen and spend 90 minutes, and let's not forget there's 30 minutes before it, preparation, when you sit down with the popcorn and Doritos, right? And after that, another 30 minutes you spend as well. So altogether, how many minutes have you spent? Near enough two hours. So let's put that into perspective. If a person was to spend 90 minutes average watching a game, and there are going to be 64 games in the World Cup, starting off with Qatar versus Ecuador. If you watch the 64 games continuously without a visa, there's going to be many Muslims who do that. Religiously, they're going to be watching those games. That's 5,760 minutes from your life. That's 5,760 minutes from your life that you have spent not in worshipping Allah, not in anything that is going to be beneficial, you haven't learned anything, but all you've been doing is you're part of this system that has subconsciously, or oh, to, to be fair, let's say consciously indoctrinated you to be part of this system. Ya ayyuhal insan, ma gharrak bi rabbika al kareem. Allah jalla wa ala, says. Oh humans, oh insan, and Allah carefully uses the term insan, why? Because he's reminding us you're weak, because insan is weak. What has turned you away from the remembrance of Allah? This is a question posed by Allah. This is what Allah is asking us, that you are happy to spend 90 minutes, 30 before it and 30 after it, watching the telly without feeling any discomfort happily comfortable on your sofa and when the world cup is on you don't even check your phone and that says a lot because if you're not checking your phone and you're confidently watching the screen that means you are very much engaged and you're enjoying it but yet you pick up the quran not everybody a huge number amongst us we pick up the quran 10 minutes and i'm struggling already 15 minutes i open the book of hadith i'm struggling already and that's not a good position to be in brothers and sisters and it really begs the question how is your relationship with allahu because if you confidently with contentment with happiness you enjoy doing things that has no benefit and yet that which is beneficial you don't find comfort you really need to ask yourself the question how is my relationship with allahu jallahu because if you don't find the sweetness in reading the quran and Doing voluntary prayer and doing all of those things that bring about the qurba of Allah, and you don't find sweetness, there is detachment. There is absolute detachment between you and Allah. It's as simple as that. But if you find rejoicement in anything, either than doing that which pleases Allah, then you are being deceived. Simple as that. Ya nas, inna haqq. Allah Ala addressing mankind not just ya specifically to, to those who have accepted the oneness of Allah Allah he says ya every single person that he has created on the face of this world earth inna فَلَا تَغُرَّنَّكُمُ dunya Allah says do not be deceived by the beauty of this dunya if you are deceived then my dear friend you are deluded You are absolutely deluded. Why? Because to you, the pleasure is this dunya as as opposed to the hereafter. And you're not utilizing your time efficiently and appropriately. You're happy to take part in an event where there are things that are clearly haram in our sharia. For example, Qatar is a predominantly Muslim country who is doing very well from amongst the Gulf states. One of the highest GDP is Qatar. They're opening their doors to their tourism industry. They're going to do very well. So the World Cup means business to them. The World Cup means making lots of money. Mm. And when you see the opening ceremony, you will see how much money is going to be spent. Millions and millions where neighbouring countries like Yemen, Syria, Somalia, and let's go to Asia, different parts of the world. People don't have food on their plate yet. You will see the opening ceremony and I guarantee you it it has nothing to do with Islam. Everything that is impermissible, you're going to see it on that day. Music. Clearly haram. Clearly haram. You will see that's going to be in the muqaddimah, the very beginning. They're going to begin not with the dhikr of Allah, they're going to begin with that is haram. But you Muslim, you're going to say, well, I'm at home watching it, so it's okay, I'm not there. So it's fine. That's going to be many of us who bring this argument forward. Number one. Number two, there's going to be nudity. And that's something that they're not going to miss. Nudity. That's number two. Number three, gambling involved. Many people are putting their money on certain countries. Many people are definitely putting their money on Argentina and Brazil. Gambling involved. Lots of alcohol is going to be s- s- sold, that's no doubt. Muslims will, will, won't drink it, but it's going to be in that environment. There's going to be people fighting with one another, hooligans fighting one another. All of these things are happening, but we're going to be part of that. Many of us are going to be part of that, but those of us who really have a proper outlook in life and really have purpose, and we're heading in the right direction, we ask Allah for tawfiq. And we don't say that out of pride or arrogance. We are happy that Allah gave us the tawfiq to differentiate between right and wrong and not compromise the fundamentals of our religion. And please don't misunderstand me and think that I went to Masjid Aisha today and the Imam said, you're not allowed to watch the world cup. I'm not saying that. I want you to think about it because Allah has given you the tawfiq to differentiate between right and wrong. Understand your position. Don't worry about anybody else. Think about your relationship with Allah. If you can't open the Quran and read it, you have a problem. You need to solve it. You can't spend 90 minutes watching a football game because you have more priority. Allah says the one who turns away from my remembrance. What does my remembrance mean? Al Muradu bi dhikri. Many of the scholars they said what is meant by dhikr is five times prayer. Many people they're going to watch this game, and I'm not sure what time the game is, maybe in the evening they're going to miss Maghrib. And I can confidently tell you many people will opt for the Hanafi opinion for us, or they're going to say, you can pray us late, don't worry, we're going to pray. And I hear this from brothers. That is the case with many of us. So think about it yourself, ask yourself the question, and open-heartedly take this message, I'm not Pointing my finger at anybody I want you to really contemplate About the points that I'm men- mentioning It's for your own benefit It's for our own benefit Because somewhere we're falling behind There is deficiency We really want to work on our relationship With Allah So When we think about The loss regarding Watching these matches Number one we can say awqat waqt Wasting the valuable time that Allah has given us. This time that Allah has given us, it's an asset. If you use it appropriately, it will bring about success. And if you misuse it, then you're heading towards disaster. It's your loss, nobody else's. So you yourself need to ask yourself the question, how am I going to use my time? Am I going to use my time hours and hours in doing that which doesn't please Allah or am I going to do it for something valuable that will benefit me only in the hereafter number 2 we want to be we don't want to be in a state of regret on the day of hisab that is the last position that you want to be in ashaddu anwa' al many of the ulama they said the worst type of loss is an takuna al that the Jannah is so big. Allah tells us regarding the uh, size of it. "Wala fiha And there is no space for you in it. That is the greatest of loss. That Allah created such a big Jannah. And he tells us the su- size of it to really encourage us. The use of imagery is for us to look forward to it. But you chose otherwise. Allah gave you the option, but you didn't take it. You didn't want to go to Jannah. You wanted to live a life 60, 70 years of Just enjoyment, rejoicement, and you gave up the real rejoicement and enjoyment. So you need to put things into perspective. Get your priorities right. Number one, value time, the time that Allah has given you. Number two, as we mentioned. And number three, brothers and sisters, we really need to free ourselves from the shackles of procrastination and the shackles of our desires. Okay, Giving more priority to what Allah wants over what we want. What does Allah want? He wants us to go to Jannah. This is why he's given us all of these parts. But the way we live our lives, sometimes it begs the question whether we want to go or not. The way we live our lives. So get your priorities right. Imam Abdul Qayyim, rahmatullahi alihi, he says, you see, the illness, tasweef. Tasweef means procrastination. In Arabic, they use the term tasweef. Tasweef is an illness. It's very difficult to treat. How do you treat a man who is awake but yet sleeping How do you treat a man Who has vision but he can't see Does that make sense That a man he's awake But he's sleeping As Rasulullah SAW says niyam, People are sleeping No he didn't mean literally It's a figurative meaning What does it mean It means that you might be awake And you can see everything around you But you can't see your purpose You don't understand your objective You are asleep Ibn al-Qayyim says the greatest of illness is فَصْوِيف يَقُولُ الرَّجُلُ Sofa, Sofa, Sofa. Man says, خلاص, tomorrow I'm going to stop this and open the book of Allah and read it. Tomorrow I'm going to pray, tomorrow كَذَا 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 And he keeps making promise. Ibn al-Qayyim says, أَمْوَالِ mafalis Ibn al-Qayyim says, you see, procrastination is an investment where the loss is guaranteed mafalis In Arabic language, the word iflas, in the modern Arabic, they refer to financial austerity, financial crisis. Azma You see, you have this asset, but you've used it for something where there is no profit, but the loss is guaranteed. So we need to come out of this and spend time that which will benefit us. We don't want to be in a state of regret in the hereafter. Allah speaks about a conversation that will take place between the dwellers of Jannah and the dwellers of Jahannam. (laughs) (laughs) The dwellers of Jannah will say to the mujrimine, the criminals in Jahannam, have you found what Allah has promised you? They will say, yes. And the dwellers of Jannah, they will say, we have found what Allah has promised us. And today, the consequences is for the wrongdoers. We don't want to be in that position. Imam Ahmed says something beautiful. Imam Ahmed ibn Hanbal, Imam Ahl Sunnah, he says, الدنيا والآخرة دار جزاء فَمَنْ لم يعمل هنا ندم هناك. أحمد says, This place, my dear friends, brothers and sisters, is a place of investment. والآخرة دار جزاء. Remember, when you utilize your time effectively, Allah will give you your reward. وما من تجدوه عند الله. And remember, when Allah gives you, He's going to give you the best of reward. Whatever you do today, tomorrow you're going to see it in front of you. إِلَىٰ مَا Everything is going to be presented. Imam Ahmad, he says, The one who is not going to use his time here, Nadima هُنَا is going to be in a state of regret in the hereafter. That is not the place to be in, brothers and sisters. Let us push ourselves and focus on our priorities. Our time is very limited for us to have this conversation in greater depth. But may Allah give us a tawfiq to really understand our purpose as we approach the 20th of November and we're going to see a month worth of people playing. Let us put ourselves into a position where I'm able to ask myself, like a risk assessment, thoroughly ask myself, how is my relationship with Allah? Can I really afford to use this valuable time doing things that are inappropriate? That's a question you ask yourself as we approach those days. أقول قول هذا استغفر الله لكم ونساء المسلمين فاستغفروا إنه هو الغفور الرحيم بسم الله ولا استعانت إلا به والحمد لله ولا ثناء إلا عليه وأصلي وأسلم على من بعث رحمة للعالمين صلوات الله على عليه وعلى جميع النبيين. على الاله الطيبين الطاهرين ومن سلك على نهجه الى يوم الدين ثم اما بعد عباد الله ان الله تعالى امركم بامر بدا فيه بنفسه وثن فيه بملائكته الكرام فقال جل وعلا قبلا كريما ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل وسلم وبارك وانعم على افضل الخلق واكرم الرسل ورد اللهم ما عن الخلفاء الراشدين، الأئمة المهديين، أبي بكر وعمر وعثمان وعلي وعن سائر الصحابة، وأن معهم بمنك وكرمك وإحسانك يا رحمان رحيمين. اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين. اللهم عز الإسلام والمسلمين. <coughs> وأذل الشرك والمشركين. اللهم اللهم حفظنا من جميع بلاء الدنيا يا رب العالمين. Allahumma inna nas'aluka al-huda wa at-tuka wal-afaf wal-ghina ya rabbal al-alamin Allahumma inna nas'aluka al-afwa wal-afiyata wal-mu'afata da'ima fi al-dunya wal-akhira ya rabbal al-alamin Allahumma haasibna chisabin yasira ya rabbal al-alamin Allahumma haasibna chisabin yasira ya rabbal al-alamin La ilaha illallah biha nahya wa biha namut Wa biha nalqallah bifadli subhan rabbika rabbi l-izzati amma yasifun Wassalamun ala l-mursaleen walhamdulillahi rabbi l-adamin <clears> Thank <throat>